Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hootie who, this is George. Just wanted to check in and make sure everyone was feeling safe and heard. And also, more importantly, announce that we have three live shows coming up in November, if you can even believe that. And they are as follows. Our New York Comedy Festival show is at the Bell House on Wednesday, November 9th. Our Vulture Festival show in L.A., which will be our first ever L.A. show, is on Saturday, November 12th. And then we have one more L.A. show at the Elysian Theater on Monday, November 14th, which hasn't even been announced yet, but I'm telling you here now, and then at some point this week, the tickets will be available on the website. So you can buy tickets for all of those at the Bell House website, at the Vulture Festival website, and at the Elysian website later this week. They're not there now, but I promise I'm not making it up. Okay, enjoy, Gabe. Bye. so good how are you it's good to see you it's really good to see you sam it's actually really good to see you george look at me in the eyes it's amazing to see you and i'm feeling grounded by your presence and sam you know i know we've had our differences in the past but actually today i feel like i am actually happy to see you i'm so happy to see you despite our political differences yeah i think um despite most things about you (laughs) and despite our past Today, this in this moment, I'm feeling okay about seeing you. I'm feeling so okay. Can I say something? Yeah. Can I say something? This is really controversial. Please. 
But I think it needs to be said. And I think if we avoid saying it, then we're not being truthful and good podcasters. Oh, no. I think that if things went awry with our um, podcast and even our lives, if we, you and I, hooked Uh up... It would save everything. I think people would wait, be so obsessed with wait, it. Hold on. I think. Hold on. No, no, no. I think. Listen to this. If we hooked up, people yes. would go absolutely bonkers, <laughs> crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> people would be so excited. I see it would saying. be like a positive. It would be like you know Trump losing again or something. I don't think I realized <laughs> the point you were making. So you are saying by people you mean simply the listeners of this podcast. Not, I think, but the way oh that you they mean internationally. I mean it would be an international <laughs> sensation. I think people would be because first the podcast listeners would like lose their minds and then people would be so curious as to why, you know, everyone was out in the streets screaming that they would also then sort of mob mentality get swept up in it. So you're saying if things go awry, meaning if we stop being good, like if this podcast kind of starts flopping, you know, the reviews are one star, one star, one star. (laughs) Um, They used to be good. Now they're bad. Uh, Shut up, dumbass fag. You know, yeah. You know, you're saying the solution to that would be us doing a kind of um, PR stunt (laughs) by hooking up. I think the fact that we could do that and save our reputations and careers at any point in time is actually really comforting to me. (laughs) So I not only completely agree, but have literally thought about this. And I've actually imagined what it would be like if the, the episode where we introduce that as a concept we're like we're starting a normal episode and then one of us is like well i guess we should like tell everyone what happened and then the other is like yeah so people are gonna be like kind of shocked by this but we hooked up last night (laughs) that would be such a smash hit episode and it would be like it would also be like kind of like there would be like an element of danger because I think people would yeah. also be like, oh, is the podcast going to end now that they are like hooking uh-huh. up? <laughs> and they'd almost like be rooting for us. Well, I think that it's a crowded, you know, it's a crowded field, the, the gay podcasting space. Yeah. I think there are at least five of them last time I checked. And yeah. I think that it is really difficult to stand out. <laughs> But I think, yeah, true commitment to the art of podcasting would yeah. be hooking up with your co-host. <laughs> yeah. And I actually would go PR. so far as to say that if you're not hooking up with your co-host, <laughs> like you're not really committing. It's professional. I swear, so many of these gay podcasters today, yeah. they don't really care about the art form. They're not yeah. um, you know, really <laughs> now I'm like, I don't want to. And say actually, it. can I take that one step further? I think no matter what your job is, if you're not hooking up with your coworkers, you're not really taking it seriously. You know what's something that's actually true? I've yeah. never hooked up with a coworker in my life. Well, that's kind of why, um, you know, <laughs> that's why more things haven't happened for either of us is because we refuse to hook up with our coworkers. Damn, that's what's keeping us from owning a home. That's what's yeah. keeping us from the big bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of owning a home, it's like, have you ever hooked up with a realtor showing you a, a property? No, I'm going to guess no, because if you had, maybe you would be a homeowner by now. It's tough. Like, 
when I am presented with a realtor, I yeah. just get so shy and I get so nervous. <laughs> yeah. And I almost like get self-defeating like, oh, I, I probably shouldn't hook up with them. And it's like, who taught me that? Who taught no. me to not want to hook up with my realtor? I'll say the patriarchy. The, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the church. That, no. Well, the church, of course, it's all part of the same thing. Uh, but I think, you know, people think, oh, sleeping your way to the top, that's bad. But that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm Mm-mm. talking about hooking up with a coworker. <laughs> That is not sleeping away to the top. It is actually like solidifying a professional connection. And it's creating a narrative. I think that's what that's what's missing is it's not even about like climbing. It's about creating a story that people can get attached to and that people can lose themselves in. Yeah. And that has power. And, you know, when they say we're not a business, we're a family. Well, in a family, there's a mom and dad and they fuck <laughs> and then they have kids. So that's how the family not, started, sweetie. That's literally how family works. And so if you're not doing that, I don't really understand how you expect to kind of make it on the Fortune 500, How you know, make it on the Forbes 100, make it on really mm-hmm. any list in a financial <laughs> magazine. And if you're not on a list in a financial magazine, yeah. then why do you work? Why do yeah, you have a job? Honestly, then honestly, stop wasting my time because I came here only to speak with and hook up with people who have the potential to be on a list on a financial magazine. And I'm sorry I'm getting heated. No, but I'm actually don't apologize. Really tired. I'm really tired of people that don't hook up with their coworkers. <laughs> this society is sick and it's puritanical. It's puritanical, and, yeah. And people need to be sucking and fucking their coworkers. It is disgusting the lack of sucking and fucking happening at boardrooms across America. Lean in. What about bend over? (laughs) And by the way, I'm saying that about men. Yeah. So get your head out of the gutter. Yeah. So get your I'm not I'm not like contributing to some kind of toxic dynamic. I'm saying men bend over. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not being toxic. I'm I'm not telling men to bend over and open their holes. Yeah. Bend over now. (laughs) So anyway. So anyway, how are you? I mean, I'm fine. Like, you know, I I'm at that point now, you know, during our last recording, I had, of course, just had my morning yogurt. Now it's been long enough that I'm hungry again. And that is kind of uh, part of my narrative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you? Well, (laughs) I'm actually really, really good. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I have no new updates since we recorded 10 minutes before this episode. Can I say something kind of risky? (laughs) Sure. I mean, we already talked about the hooking up thing. And then we do have to, we do, we need to bring in our guest because yeah. um, I want to have as much time with him as possible. But, and actually, maybe I'll introduce this and then we can bring in our guest. This is the reason this is risky is because this is so in the news right now that it's going to be outdated by the time this is released. But the thing about the Try Guys has been in the news. I made the mistake of like looking into their oeuvre. Mm. I have not been so upset by something in, <laughs> I would say, like, decades, actually. Really? I think you spiraling? It, it not even, I mean, yes, spiraling for sure, but not in the way you would think. I, I actually was so deeply offended on a visceral level by by these people's success. And I, and I, I know when I'm acting from a place of jealousy or from a place of, you know, uh, like, I can recognize that in myself. That's not what this is. What this is is realizing that these Four guys, three of whom are straight. The entire joke is that they're acting gay. That's the whole joke? 
Literally, that's it. It's like they're trying. We're trying on women's underwear. We're trying doing drag. We're trying like, uh, you know, wearing lipstick. It, it is it, it, it. And then and then it's just them. It's just like three guys three straight guys making like the kind of improv face. You know, when you go to an improv show and then someone like makes a face and then they're like, is that enough? And you're like, well, actually it's not enough. You're going to have to do a little bit more than that. So it's them doing improv face while putting on women's underwear as a joke. And then, I mean, I feel very bad for the gay guy because imagine, um, you know, having your first job out of, you know, whatever. And then your entire career is just like hanging out with the three most basic straight guys from your first job. <sighs> you know, fame really can be a prison. Yeah. And listen, I not to like be <laughs> carceral, but in this case, they do deserve to be in prison. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to address that because I really have not been affected by something that much in a while. I, I really was in a dark place. No, I think it's incredible to use your platform to take down um, the Try Guys. I don't want to. I'm not commenting on the gay one. The three other ones. Are three of the worst people who have ever lived. <laughs> and that's my final word. Well, I will so just, you know, the gay one's not innocent either. Let's say that. Listen. Being gay doesn't absolve you of your sins inherently. Uh, yes. It does not absolve you of your sins, but you have to do what you can to survive. <laughs> and if that means being complicit in literally a decade's worth of improv <laughs> homophobia... Then who am I to judge? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, I love that. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sorry to, you know, take it there, but no, I, I, I think, just was very upset and I had to say something. I think it's really powerful and I think it's so good to bring yeah. that raw emotion into this. Yeah. And also, also it kind of sounds like I'm crying. I just have allergies. Just want to, just want to make it very clear. <laughs> it's okay. If the try guys are making you cry. Yeah, it's I'm fine. Sorry. I'm just really upset. <laughs> okay um all right i think it's time to bring in our guest i think we actually have to i want you to do the honors um so oftentimes we're mean um sort of disrespectful to our guests and i can't even pretend to be um today this guest we are so excited to have um we love to death please welcome gabe liebman hi hi, hi thank you for having me and not being mean in the intro you know, you have no idea how rare that is. Yeah. And in fact, not being mean to you is actually disrespectful. And it's sort of treating you with kid gloves in a way that's not fair. Exactly. No, I, I feel left out. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. But don't be mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I will cry. I'll cry all the way. Tears. Yeah. George, do you want to try to make him cry? Or? <sighs> okay. Um... I feel like you've got something. George okay. is really a hateful bitch. Yeah, Gabe. Um, okay, your dog's in the room and she's being loud, unprofessional much. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> she's calmed down a bit. She's sitting, she's laying on the floor, not quite splooting, but uh, kind of curled up, dog style. Um, what's splooting? Oh, was splooting not news in, in New York City? Because, okay, so... During the last couple heat waves, mm. squirrels were so overheated that they were sort of, they were laying like belly down, leg, back legs, splayed kind of 45 degree yeah. 
just full contact mm-hmm. um, as a way of cooling down almost, I guess, like a lizard. Uh-oh. And it was this was in the news, but like almost about New York squirrels. So I'm like shocked that <laughs> I'm the one who knows. <laughs> this it. is actually humiliating, to be honest. But <laughs> it was it was called splooting. Yeah. Maybe we're just posing. Maybe yeah. they were just posing, but like the news was like, leave them alone. They're so hot. They need to splute. <laughs> um, and that is a way that my dog does lay down almost like a upward facing dog, but Ooh. back legs. Sure. Cracking open. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well. that's And that's what splooting is, folks. Maybe she's posing, first of all. Second of all, maybe she is just deepening her yoga practice. Opening her hips. Opening sure. Hips. Sure. So much emotion in the hips. That's what they always say. <laughs> Do you believe that? I don't, but sometimes I let myself fall for it. Me too. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, yeah, there is. Yeah. And and can I say something? Actually, knowing it's not, like, going into yoga, knowing it's not true, but letting yourself believe it is actually an even more impactful way It's an to important do it. practice. Yeah. yeah. More yeah. important than yoga itself. Yes, sure. because then it becomes intellectual, and suddenly you're actually a scholar. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like an acting class, exactly. which is the most important. Yeah, and that's the most important thing anyone could be doing with their time. <laughs> no, I love when they're like, "This pose is good for digestion." I'm like, "How?" But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna run with it. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I leave yoga and I'm like, I feel I feel healed. I did everything I could possibly yeah. do. I'm that's perfect. better than the doctor. Yes, permanently perfect. And then, no. Um, Gabe, I have a process question. Um, okay. So we, as you know, um, sort of had you come on and then we had discussions around tech and then we yeah. did a 10 minute intro in which you had to sit and stare at us. Yeah. Do you find that alienating or um, do you find that that calibrates you into the tone? Wow. It calibrates me into the tone. I put myself on mute so as to not like, just to, to let myself feel like the audience, but it was nice to have the visual. Oh. There's the barking. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, no, it was not alienating. It was it was fun to just sit back and laugh. I was laughing a lot. But I also wanted you guys to like weirdly know I was laughing. And I don't know if that's something you could pick up on. Well, <laughs> first of all, we really appreciate that you were laughing. Now that we know you did it like almost as a performance. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. Overstating it, overstating it. So now that we now know, we know that you were faking, faking it, um, uh, I guess I like it less. You know, I find I definitely do that when I'm like hosting a show, and like especially yeah. like back when they were um, a little more ill attended, um, I would absolutely be in the back, sort of guffawing at um, very oh normal sets. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's like the comedy laugh. Oh, yeah. It's so hard not to do. Yeah. Where you're back and you're like, well, even when something is like not hitting with the audience, but you want to signify like, but I get the, that structurally, that was a perfect joke. Yeah. It's like a knowing, a knowing laugh. Like, you don't get it, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then here's the thing about it though. Like we can drag ourselves through the mud, but it does work. Like when people hear the laugh in the back, they're like, oh, I guess, I guess I can, I guess I should. I should loosen, Always loosen my tap a little. Yeah. Let a let a let a laugh trickle out. Oh God. What a weird metaphor. I'm allowed to sort of enjoy how dating is weird. That's fine. <laughs> I've never heard anyone yeah. expound upon that before. <laughs> Sometimes I find that I'm laughing not at dating being weird, but at like the fact that I'm listening to someone talk about dating being weird. 
<laughs> Can I tell you, I actually yeah. am having a crisis of self because I have um, a thought that George, I've talked to you about yeah. that is sort of a dating um, is weird thought. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you deliver this with this like sincerity? Because yeah. like, I almost want to couch it in a million. Like, I know it's really hacked to talk about sure, dating sure, is weird, sure, sure, but um, but my theory um, is that in every relationship, someone is on camera talent and someone is off camera talent. <laughs> you did launch this theory at our last live show. Well, yeah. I should say, you know, for any, uh, you know, we had Larry Owens on and we did this segment called Binary Bonanza, where <laughs> sure. we asked him to decide which binaries are valid and which ones are not valid. And we landed on that the three valid binaries are on camera, off camera, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and true and false <laughs> yeah and i kind of am like at first it was like kind of a joke and then i'm like no those are like the only three valid binaries actually like yeah yeah i am in total agreement i mean those are airtight binaries yeah and they are everyone everything falls into those categories yeah in the world this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day -day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Gabe, can I ask in your relationship who's on camera, who's off camera? Wow. I'm on camera. He's off camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Big time. <laughs> and that's how Sam is, too. You know, That's how I am, too. You know, I'm in a kind of mixed relationship where both oh. of us are in some ways bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> but not the ways you're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but not the ways you're thinking. Um, we think women are disgusting. <laughs> First and foremost. Yeah. It really is like we go back and forth. Sam, would you say that's true? I do think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, behind your back, of course, I have been yes. trying to figure out who is on camera, who is off yeah. camera. <laughs> At nightly, Misha and I will have discussions about it. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's all, of course, the lead up to us hooking up. We're like, <laughs> can two on camera people hook up? And now it's a science experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I think like your compass of what is on camera and off camera is different. Like you look up to like a a uh, like a domestic adult life, and in that sense, I think of Matthew as the on camera talent. Um, <laughs> but because he doesn't want a domestic life. No, no, because what he have you has heard? it? And, <laughs> no, because he he you're like um trying to like chase his a little bit, and but uh-huh. he. But you share because then you have I see the like. What you're saying yes, yeah. He was. Is this interesting, Gabe, to kind of hear about someone you've never met? This or? is fascinating. I'm mostly thinking about myself and my and my own partnership. <laughs> I want to know more about Matthew, but I also feel like well, so Matthew is a writer, just like your husband is a writer. Yeah. Yep. 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 But not a performer. Yeah. Are you guys um, partnered to the same guy? <laughs> and that complicates the on camera, off camera. Yes, that contributes. A lot to it. I mean, it spells it right out. It's very literal yeah. in that sense. But it's like your, you know, your husband, I would assume, does like readings, for instance. That is on camera adjacent. He does. Yeah, it is on camera adjacent. They make him really nervous. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. He also um, at literary literary events will kind of find himself like the MC of them because he's one of the more on-camera adjacent yeah. of the literary world yeah. that he exists in, but he doesn't love it the way I love it, if that makes sense. Like, totally, totally. For me, it charges me up solar power style. Yes. And for him, it's like he needs to like rest afterwards. And it, it, like it, we don't have the same experience of it. I feel like in his bones, he would rather not have the attention, whereas I would sooner die. <laughs> yeah, it really is difficult. Than not have enough. <laughs> to, to go a few days without attention is um, can heartbreaking. Be really heartbreaking. Yeah. If I don't get external like approval, I start to question if I've ever been worthy of approval at all. Right. I need. Like, <laughs> and you can't of, go down that road. No. I need um, near constant thumbs up. <laughs> it is kind of crazy because we surround ourselves. Oh God! Now, now I really do not want me to be like. Mark Marin here, but oh no, it like because we surround <laughs> ourselves with people that are also 
have the, the same psychosis. Then you meet someone who doesn't and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Yeah. That must be nice for, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like when you meet them, it's like how relaxing that must be. I know. It's, it's not, it's not us. No. Do you think it's a trauma response or we come by it naturally? <laughs> I think about this even more broad. It's almost like even if I was not, even if I was pursuing like, let's, yeah, if I wanted to work marketing. in tech or something. It, yeah, like if I wanted to work in marketing, I still would be like, well, I only want to be at an A-list company. Like I, I, mm-hmm. even if I was going to be paid less, I want to be at Chipotle. And I'll probably think of ads that I could like do a line in. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. oh my God. You're like, maybe we could, uh, this is crazy. I mean, I could, I could step in. I could do it. I mean, I can yeah. just do it. I'm like, I'm I, here. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I think that actually is what happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course there's nothing more heartbreaking than realizing someone is an on-camera talent and is that is marketing. The darkest darkness yeah. out in the world we live in. Yeah. When you mm-hmm. find an on-camera person who's not being fed their attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what they become oh, and the years tick by. It Ooh. can be monstrous. That yeah. is that's like the funny friend at the like Midwestern barbecue no. who's like Oh um, god, my stomach is gurgling acid <laughs> just thinking of their their reality. I'm like, oh. oh. Yeah. Um, Gabe, I think. It is time for us to jump into our first segment, which is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire, nonsensical questions where you have to choose (laughs) one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow up questions about how the game works. (laughs) Do you copy? (laughs) Copy. (laughs) Sam, take it away. Okay. A Ford F-150 or four score and seven years ago? Ford F-150. A Brazilian butt lift or a Spanish tortilla? Mm. Ooh, Spanish tortilla. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, being from the wrong side of the tracks or being on the right side of history? Ooh, (laughs) wrong side of the tracks for sure. Okay, Goldman Sachs or the Iceman cometh? (laughs) <laughs> well fuck this one is actually yeah yeah this this yeah. is the one kind of uh-huh. um so this is gonna get you sad <laughs> yeah. to say sad to say golden sacks yeah yeah you gotta put the i don't love first. that about myself but there it is okay a town square or a circle jerk <laughs> circle jerk yeah sure okay Mr. Rogers, Mrs. Doubtfire, or Dr. Dre? (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire all the way, baby. Yes, 100%. Okay, um, being melodramatic or going into anaphylactic shock? (laughs) Shock. Full shock. Okay. That one was easy for me. Okay, now pay attention to this one. Um, (laughs) The Met Gala or Get It Mama? (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> George it's stupid this one's a trick question um the Met Gala I yeah. guess the Met Gala yeah. Yeah. yeah wow wow is that it I, that's it I mean that was 
That was crazy. My heart was racing. There was Me a point too. That was good. I really was like, he's not gonna be able to make it. Like I there was a yeah. point where I was like worried for you. I was like, he's he's gonna trip, he's stumbling. Like, can he get back up? And then you did, and I was crying and I was so moved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I mean, I really feel like Rudy, the football player from the movie who saved the day and was not powerful. You know, I actually shocked everyone. Yeah. I almost felt like you were so in control. Even when you were like, this is a tough one, it ho- it almost felt like, well, you have rehearsed saying this is a tough one. You were <laughs> no. So, you were so wow. in control. Okay, here's here's what was actually happening in that moment. If I can take you inside. Yeah, my, please, please. My brain. I, okay, you're not allowed to ask follow-up questions. Right. Uh-huh. I just thought, okay, here's how I'm going to decide. Which is sexier from a straight lens. Wow. Wow. And that... And then, so some of them were tough because that Met Gala one, I honestly don't think either of them is sexy from a straight lens. And that's what made it a trick question for me. Totally. Even a even even people who show skin at the Met Gala or whatever, I don't think it's sexy to straight people. That's that's what I was wrestling with right there. It's not for men. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually never considered how a like an average straight man thinks of the Met Gala. I think he thinks it's like so gross and stupid. <laughs> and like I wonder if it even like makes a blip on his like sonar of what's happening in the world. On even that day when everyone we know is talking about it, I think he's like what? And then if he were to like unfortunately scroll by some photos of looks, he'd be like what the fuck? Yeah. I don't think he would like feel anything positive about it. Wow. I think you're exactly. 100% right. I even think they would justify it a little bit in like maybe even like social justice. Like it would be like all this like <laughs> useless wealth. Like I was it would in, be like that uh, type of thing. Yes, it's exactly that's that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I forgot about that kind of straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz he's like thinks he's cool and smart still. He's like yeah. this is yeah. just like a show of wealth that I don't like. <laughs> Isn't he by though? Well, if he's well, aware of the Met Gala. Yeah. It is like well it's kind of like Feminine shows of wealth are bad and masculine shows of wealth are good. Yes. Mm. And I'm mm-hmm. here to say that actually both are good. <laughs> but the representation of masculine shows of wealth at the Met Gala are Jared Leto. Well, and barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really, I don't think that that would even like fucking make him, I don't think he would recognize it. Oh, totally. I, w- I, don't, I don't even yeah. think, I think the whole of the Met Gala is feminine. Is like, it's like fashion, it's jewelry, whatever. Yeah. Whereas I guess masculine displays of wealth are like sports. It's like, oh, someone owns a sports team. It's like Tesla, Tesla trucks. Yeah. And yeah. Sports. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Every time the big and car watches. show. Oh, watches. Well, it's just like, you know, what's a display of wealth? Like literally like watching one of the most harrowing things is watching like NASCAR. It's like it is they are burning fossil fuels while being emblazoned with advertisements on their car. And that's okay, but Rihanna can't wear a dress. <laughs> wow. 100%. Huh. I forgot about political straight guys. There's so many. Well, you know, they can justify anything with kind of a cursory reading of politics. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's a it's a superpower even. Yeah. That's why reading is a slippery slope. You never know where it might lead. I just stay out of the whole thing. I'm yeah. apolitical. I don't vote. Yeah. yeah. I, Finally, I that's so refreshing. That's yeah. so refreshing in this day and age. They're so, all the same. No, and it's like everyone's telling me to vote and it's like who's telling me? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and also yeah, where would I even do that? 
And when don't the tell election, me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. It's boring. <laughs> yeah. I did have a moment. Stop I went steal, to though. I went to vote um recently. So not to brag. And there was a young woman who was like very young, like maybe like truly like nineteen twenty. Like maybe it was oh, yeah. <laughs> six. Yeah. She was <laughs> she was a, an infant, actually. Um and it was her first time voting and someone was like handing out like um or canvassing and she was like trying to ask about this candidate and she was like, So where do they stand on um on uh prison uh reform or whatever? And the and the woman was like, you know, he believes in like criminal justice re- uh, reform and and all this stuff. And then the young woman goes, well, I actually am more of a I'm I'm I more believe in abolition, so that's not for me. And I just mm. thought like it's so sweet. That, I mean, I think it's so inspiring, but at the same time, the idea that you think it, it it's so being You're gonna nineteen walk into the- exactly like it's so being yeah. nineteen to think like abolition, which is something I've read about, and I and I you know. Uh, and I, you know, I've kind of educated myself about all this stuff like, well, I'm going to go into the voting booth and there will be an option for abolition and that will then have a chance of winning. 100 percent. I'm going to go and <laughs> cast my vote for abolishing. The yeah. Yeah. Like I'm actually I'm here. And yeah, then just, it's I'm gonna actually going to vote for abolition. Yeah. So where do yeah. I where do I check for abolition? <laughs> oh, little dreamer. Yeah, I think uh, Georgia actually voted in the same election. I want to say, and um, in wow, where, where... The, the one the one where abolition was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine. It was like that thing where it's, and I I know it's important to vote, and yes. it was like vote in this primary, and I like went and I was like, look at me go, I'm going to vote, yeah. and there was literally only one candidate. Like I couldn't, yeah. there was no one oh. to choose from, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh. I guess it doesn't. This one I could have skipped, maybe. (laughs) This one I could have gotten away with missing. What's your polling place like? So beautiful. Yeah. Especially in the fall. Oh, my God. It is stunning. (laughs) Uh, No, I actually ran into someone I I knew from open mic comedy. Nice. Were they running for often? (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. Wow. It was they want to abolish AOC. they want to abolish dating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe left on Tagger. Yeah. So I'm on the apps. Um <laughs> but we uh acknowledge each other but it was weird cuz it was like we didn't really know each other that well sure. then. How much do we need to talk? Yeah. Um kind of a slay. Should we get into our topic? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> How do we even start? Um I I'm at a loss. Well, I think full transparency, Gabe and I and George all discussed before this uh, episode started recording. Oh, that pause before said, George. <laughs> was I not part of that discussion? Did I not pull my weight? <laughs> no, yeah, I was, I was I pregnant. A pregnant no, pause. I, so Gabe and I had this really amazing conversation, actually. Uh-huh. I remember really specifically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think George was there. Um, he wasn't contributing very much. Um <laughs> But it was about um, sort of what the topic would be today and almost as if having a vision, uh, Gabe threw out a word at us. Um, Yeah. And Gabe, do you want to say what that is? That word, folks, (laughs) is footwear. Wow. Wow. As in shoes. As in shoes. And I bet your homophobic brains are thinking shoes aren't those gay guy things. Yeah, what is this? No. Sex in the city? <laughs> yeah. Straight guys walk around barefoot. Yeah. Like yeah. cavemen, right? Yeah, their feet are just constantly bleeding. 
<laughs> yeah. And straight women have no shoe culture whatsoever. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do think, Gabe, immediately there's going to be some haters um, sort of banging down on their tables at work and being like, this is not this is not straight culture. Bring it on. I love to have feuds with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I live for. And we kind of court it on our on our podcast. We say, please get this to the haters. Yeah. And have them tag us on social media. Yes, I love at replies. Yeah. And then actually the problem is we have said that on the podcast before and then we do get a one star review and it absolutely ruins our week. Do um, not <laughs> invite that. <laughs> so um, but that's ridiculous. I mean, no, you have to. To leave a bad review of anything I, is insane. Can you I cannot imagine. Um but but Gabe, what about footwear to you reads as straight? Well, um, I was thinking sneaker culture. I'm wearing a pair of hokas right now. I don't know if those are big in New York or if they're over uh, in New Honey, York. you have a whole different culture. You got spluting, you got hookahs. I got spluting, or... I've got hokas. Okay, hokas. so hokas. Okay. Oh, wait, these are cool. Yeah, okay. So these are like intense, kind of orthopedic yes. um, workout shoes that are absolutely... Spreading like wildfire in LA, which is a dangerous thing to say. It's famously constantly on fire. Um, but this is a shoe fire. And these are like hyper practical, comfortable, kind of like in some, there's a way that a dumbass could describe them as ugly. Mm. Sneakers that are like kind of all the rage. It just made me think about um, sneaker culture, how straight that is. Mm -hmm. um, but on these, these kind of like, I was thinking about these as like, Straight guys all across LA and wherever hokas are, are popular are wearing, this is them wearing platform sneakers like Baby Spice, yes. which mm. is also very in for girls right now. And it, this is like, this falls into a very gay and very feminine um, trend right now. But this is the straight guy version. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I was just thinking about fucking straight, straight sandals. Those slides and just there's such a culture. There is a real culture. I feel like the the way that straight men feel safe getting into fashion is if is with things that have some kind of practical use. So they like watches. They like shoes because they're like, well, it's about, you know, it's about like how, you know, it's like I'm, I'm getting buy an expensive sneaker. It like they would never dare to purchase a shirt. <laughs> no. And it's like they'll wear purple and teal Nikes, you know, like with a really plain outfit, but they would never wear a purple t-shirt or yeah. something, I yeah. would, which is just to say exactly what you just said with different words and longer. Um, Please don't be, yeah. don't be so no. critical of yourself. You are yeah, it's beautiful. What everyone was thinking it. And you know what else I'll say is like <laughs> controversial, but straight women also count as straight. That's and right. so for straight women, shoes are, the stereotype is that shoes are this like ornamental, uncomfortable, you know, it's like, well, I'm bleeding, but I look fabulous. Like that's exactly. the kind of stereotype for straight women. And then for straight men, it's the opposite. It's like, it's like the, the cooler a shoe is, the more comfortable it is. It's like the cool shoe is a sneaker, blah, blah, blah. So it's almost like footwear is this arena where the differences between genders are amplified. And yes, like and women, women are become punished. like yeah, yeah, like women become like sexy little secretaries and men become like athletes. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Athletes, which does feel sort of, um, it does feel military adjacent in yes. a weird way. It's like, I can go into battle at any time. Literally, sports <laughs> is basically the military. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, there's something to, like, in the same way that it's like, I've been experimenting with looking sh- like schlubbier like okay mm. like i enjoy wearing like basketball shorts now i think it's like kind of sexy to wear basketball shorts and in a similar 100%. journey i've been wearing like um like white socks and like slide sandals mm. in a way that feels so fratty and like and feels like straight drag in a way that feels like fetish wear at this point yeah, which is hot. <laughs> it's extremely sexy, actually, and um, everyone should try it. Yeah, I'm wearing mesh shorts right now, too. Wow. It's, it's so nice. Like, basketball, or probably more lacrosse length, if I'm being <laughs> honest, showing a little me. Yeah, of course. I mean, when I say basketball shorts, I mean they they don't go beyond mid-thigh. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know which sports wear which shorts. I guess basketball and... <laughs> shorts in the 80s is what you're saying. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, they have to be vintage. Well, yeah, of course. Upcycle. Yeah. You have I mean, to. if you're you buying absolutely you. absolutely have to upcycle. Yeah, if you're buying you, you basically are a Republican living in Idaho. Yeah. You might as well cut down a tree yourself. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you might as well literally burn fossil fuels in your backyard. <laughs> um, I also think there's something about footwear where, like, Men, when they don't have like a home <laughs> that they own, wow. have like a certain amount of money and they're like, uh, well, what do I buy yes. with my yeah. money? What makes me feel good, but is for men? <laughs> and I feel like shoes are the thing. The, the yeah. Shoes are the thing. thing. Yeah. How about straight men in like Prada sneakers? That. That's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the most toxic things I've ever heard. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's bad. Or like an Hermes belt. Yes. Or like even a Gucci belt or something. Like there is something, something with the, a buckle that says Yes, the buckle has the is. logo. Yeah. Yeah. That can be difficult. That's a Tinder swindler, right? Yes. <laughs> That's a sign to absolutely sprint in the opposite opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. It's either That's happening. Tinder. Yeah. Well, it's like you better be like Italian. Like right. Oh, if you're Italian. Well, if you're Italian, <laughs> anything goes. Yeah. If you're Italian, anything goes. Quite frankly. Yeah. A, a lawless people. It it is. It implies a big emotional hole that I don't. I'm scared to witness. Yeah. I think it. Think it. I think it means aftershave is coming. Yeah. I think it means. Yeah. Well, there will be a scent of some sort, and it will be overpowering. There will be a scent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As gay men if i can call you that um (laughs) do what do designer shoes mean to you have you ever made the jump have you ever uh experimented okay here's my here's my truth back when i was a young person i be when i was starting out in stand-up i worked in a retail job i worked at barney's in new york city very fancy and fun and crazy and the only pair of designer shoes that I have and still have are two pairs that I bought as a sales boy at Barney's, which were there. Oh, back. Uh, I don't know. Not even backstory. Another detail of this story is 
there are special sales just for employees mm -hmm. of a lot of department stores where stuff is marked down like 90% when it really, really doesn't sell. Um, and you like pay in cash and it's like, it's kind of like a bake sale at a school. Like everyone goes into a crazy tizzy and brings in cash. <laughs> um, and I bought two pairs of crazy shoes when I worked there that I still love. One I wore all the way to the end and now they're just sort of cute and on a shelf and the others I still wear. Wow. That's, that's that story. I So I similarly gave, I know someone who does PR at Gucci and they have this specific website for the employees. And one time she was like, okay, I have like, there's like a flat, you know, they just added a bunch of stuff. It's all going to run out. Do you want anything? And I got a pair of Gucci loafers for $60, which I think the whole price were probably like 600. Yeah. They, they, she gets them, they come here. They're too big for me. One of the most tragic experiences. Damn it. Yeah. So now you just you sort of use them as flower pots or. <laughs> I kind of just like, I haven't been brave enough to get rid of them because I'm like, maybe I'll grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, might. You might. Yeah. I hear that happen. Put them on right after a flight and, and then your feet so, yeah. are all swollen. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, today I'm going to like take them to the consignment store. And then I'll like try them on one last time. And I'll be like, well, they're not that bad. <laughs> what if you wore the like real big fluffy like, snow socks? Yeah, that would be, be nice. You know, anything, you could pass anything off as fashion these days. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. When I look at a designer thing, I'm always sort of like, I think of it as a bit. I'm always like, this isn't for real people to wear. It's hard for me to take it seriously. Sam, you were saying this when we went to that store, remember? George and I, um, to come out of the closet, went to the Hamptons and went wow. to Prada. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, it's so funny. Sam, Sam's like kind of um, attitude towards this stuff is so funny because you truly, even when you're in it, you're like, this is fake. Are we? We're like, this is like the Friends experience in Times Square. We're in Central Perk. I literally thought it was like a joke. I thought we were all going, everything is a joke. Like, you're like, oh, like I kept saying, like, we're each getting a bag. Like, because it's like, well, obviously we're not going to get a bag. Yeah, meanwhile, like, the saying you're going to buy something like, there is like, obviously Hello? a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm like, the salespeople are like actors to me. I'm like, sure, sure, sure. We'll all pretend that you're selling clothes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> when really they're like, coked up out of their mind and on the brink of starvation and furious <laughs> literally and like yeah. need you to buy something because yeah. they're so behind yeah. on their rent because they fucking snorted it all and yeah. and then two gay comedians walk in and they're like yeah um, and, let's take a photo <laughs> yeah, yeah and they're like i used to do comedy too <laughs> good luck um yeah <sighs> you know can i say something as someone who has dabbled in you know there are ways if you like Whatever. This is not interesting. But if you, you know, there there are ways to like get vintage stuff. There are ways to go in the real world. There are ways to like get stuff of on clearance. Course. When you do buy something that's designer, the feel, I mean, it is really disgusting because it's so kind of capitalist, for lack of a better word. The feeling you of joy you get when you actually do put on something designer is, is truly like dangerous because you're yeah. like, oh, I understand. I, I would give it all up to, to it just. Becomes... Yeah. Yeah, it just arrives with like imbued with importance. It's crazy. Or something. And you're like, I shan't get olive oil splatters on this <laughs> yeah. one or whatever. Yeah, totally. I I bought a pair of Prada loafers, believe it or not, um, cute, on, cute. on clearance. And every time I wear them, I I've, this is humiliating. I feel the need to like make a, like if I'm with a friend, I'll be like, well, they're Prada. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, god. Well, you don't want them to think it's, it, and to, I know. for them to yeah. then think, yeah. "Oh, well, yeah. he doesn't even." I know what everyone's think thinking, and yes, they're brought up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, you're uh, you're t- too loafer stories in. This is I know. Well. You're addicted to loafers. I'm addicted to loafers. Um, <laughs> I just bought my first pair of loafers since I was a little kid. They're not te- they're not designer, mm-hmm. but they do have tassels, <laughs> and they are from the country of Italy. Ooh. I was literally boots on the ground in Napoli, people, um, and bought it bought them at a little store that literally had the sexiest salesman I've ever seen in my life, like straight out of porn honestly yeah. like he was like six five like 250 pounds really stylish weirdly fine tattoos and like thick italian accent and like saw him sweated through all of my clothes so did my husband and then i bought loafers and um it was fine yeah you know you mentioned you said that they're not designer i actually think and if they're from italy they are designer and also yeah yeah he's I from italy said- he is in porn <laughs> he yeah, that's one hundred percent. He you should just Google him based on my description. Yeah, I love his stuff. You know, George and I were recently talking about people who are from porn. Oh yeah, and sort mm-hmm. of being like, there are people who are hot in a way that's just like, well, can I just see all of it then? Like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about someone, um, someone's husband, in fact, <laughs> hot husband, um, and we were like, well, okay, I mean, why are you being coy, like? You are in porn since you look like that. Yeah. Yeah. So just show us. Just, so just send like, the pictures. Porn. Like it's fine. Just do porn. <laughs> it's like yeah. We have to destigmatize it so that anyone who's hot can send us. Is their forced to do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it was also a funny like. Um, George was like, "This guy's husband is super hot," and I was like, "Well, I'll I'll be the judge of that." And then it was like, "Oh wow, you're right." Oh my god, I, he's porn. I, Tell me off pod who it is. We will. We will tell you. We absolutely will. There was almost something about, we were like, okay, wait, his nipples are (laughs) not normal. They're like, oh, they're for porn. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, did you get like surgery? Because they're extra big or because they're They're just like They're just like (laughs) made to be in, like, I'm trying to. Got it, got it, got it. Like, they're kind of, um. There would be a moment in the scene of They're taunting you because they're like, look at us, we're nipples. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay i can picture it <laughs> um i also want to say it's really funny to do this podcast and be like okay so the straight topic of the day is footwear yeah we talk right. about footwear <laughs> like straight guys relationship with footwear for like one minute and then we're like this one time i bought loafers this one time i bought loafers Ooh, my designer shoes Ooh, my designer shoes <laughs> and then and then cap it off with like and when guys are hot yeah we should I, be able I, to see them naked. They should be yeah. conscripted to a life of nakedness. <laughs> yeah. It should be by law, actually. By law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we, why need, we're we need stricter laws. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know, Gabe, I feel like, you know, you're in L.A. And I actually feel like what you're talking about is even more pronounced than L.A. Because in California, everyone is so casual that there are so few ways to show one's wealth or one's quote unquote good taste. That's absolutely true. You know, and I feel like the whole like if with sneaker culture, it's very like if you know, you know, like if you don't, you see someone wearing a pair of white sneakers, you're like, whatever, that's a pair of white sneakers. But it's like this signaling like. Look at these. Look at these. Yes, it's like shoes or car are really yes. the only thing that you can show off yeah. in L.A. Yeah, it's it was a weird... So whenever I'm talking to people who live in New York, I feel like a diabolical urge. This is my need for attention to tell you that I used to live in New York. I don't know why I like... I need that that validation to know for you to know that I used to live there. I think anyway, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair cuz yeah. Um and so when I moved here, I was kind of shocked by how people dress when they just leave their house. Yeah. Now I'm super used to it and now I also it's been 10 years I can see a fashion, a quote-unquote fashion within it of basically your what would be considered PJs. You wouldn't even grab a bagel in it in New York. Um, and, uh, recently met up with a friend who was just visiting from New York and what he was wearing compared to what I was wearing and everyone else around us was a a real shock where it was like, he was wearing layers. He was wearing shoes that weren't sneakers. He was wearing pants that were not sweats. He was wearing a t-shirt and a jacket and like was super put together and was like, right, that's what New York City is like. <laughs> um, and here, 
everyone is like a real love and um, it's just kind of fine, which is relaxing as hell. I have to say it is relaxing as hell. <sighs> California fashion is so funny. It, it actually, so it makes me stressed yeah. out because it's almost like at least when you're in New, not even just New York, but like, let's say in the Northeast, you know, there are some rules where you're like, okay, I there know are. that I'm going to wear closed toed shoes to a wedding. Like <laughs> yes, literally yes, yes. when I used to live in San Francisco, <laughs> I saw people wearing like flip flops to weddings that were at like expensive venues. One, where you, you're like, what are we doing here? Or like you would go like to a wine, like, um, I, you know, to Napa or something <laughs> at a winery. And it's, it, it would be someone in board shorts and like a tank top, like a stained tank top. And they'd be like, well, our cab this year is absolute piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way that a Henley is basically like a tie and a shirt it's here a tuxedo, for men. Yeah. Where it, yeah, it's like, okay, if, if I was going to, yeah, if I was straight and I was going to Napa, I might bring a Henley instead of like. Yeah. yeah. The toilet paper I just wiped my ass with <laughs> to wear as a shirt, which is what I would wear to a tasting menu in the city. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, and you'd look fabulous doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what else is kind of fun about something that is kind of like uh, funny about L.A. fashion is that it's almost like there's no set rules. So basically everyone just has to have to really commit to their own style. So you'll see yes. two people walking and it's like a straight couple, let's say a guy and a girl. And the guy will be like a full goth and the girl will be a full like Heidi Montag, like, like blonde girl from the hills. And you're like, well, those two don't go together in real life. But no, it's just that they each were like, well, I found my style. Finally, now I can go out. Yeah. And we met we met through mutual friends. Yeah. And everyone just has a different extreme look. Yeah, for sure. It's just crazy. I I don't think I fully understood the the casual level of California clothing, and I'm realizing now that when I was when I've been there, I've probably been dressed like a little businessman. People probably thought I was trying to sell something. Yeah, everyone was like, "Is that the CEO of Warner Brothers? <laughs> yeah, why is he so corporate?" Yeah. <laughs> In my like little collared shirt. God, I probably look like such a loser. I bet it was <laughs> Sam. You were fine. I bet you look great. No wonder it's, I didn't get the big deal. <laughs> honestly, the chicest thing you can be in LA is is visiting from New York, and it it goes away immediately when you when you move here. And I, you're like, yeah. no, I just moved here from New York, and people are like, it's not the same as you visiting from. New York. <laughs> you're 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 a slob like us. You're a soulless fucking drought slob like the rest of us. Maybe the worst I've ever felt in my life is when I went to a Halloween party in Los Angeles and was the only one not in costume. Not in costume. Because, yeah. so I just like, you know, whatever, I didn't prepare. And then, you know, people always say like, it's optional. And I'm also like, well, I'm third, whatever, you know. Yeah, and, I, I don't dress up either. And, um, but of course, because it's all industry professionals, people are like, oh yeah, the team over at um, Mike and Molly did my makeup <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Um, and I truly was like person after person would say hi to me and then kind of look me up and down and be like, Oh, you didn't dress oh. up. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Was it more like, um, so w what are you like almost thinking it was like a joke? There was some people attempted that. And then other people just kind of ignored. They were like, I, you're not even registering really as a person. Right. <laughs> 
can I give you my coat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So what are so you guys aren't like dressing up this year or whatever? And you don't like it? So you're not gonna like do it? Sorry. <laughs> do you dress up, Sam? Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. to. It's part of your. You have this like. We talked about it actually recently on the on the most recent episode. It's like a child. You you maintain your childlike wonder. I like to return to <laughs> time as a choice. I like to return yes, to twenty five often. Yeah, that's um, cute. And I think it's powerful. Also, like you know, Misha, my boyfriend is like art school boy, and all his friends are art school people, and so like they took costumes very seriously for a while. They dress up for Halloween yeah. every day, actually. They, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it'll be just a Tuesday in May. Suddenly, there's the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> the Riddler. Um, they. One year, um, one of his friends, uh, Angelo, shout out Angelo, went as such a realistic Legolas that it was like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't a costume. Like you are like ready to walk on set. Like it's too much, and everyone else is like in cat ears and like has a drawn on nose, and it's like is Legolas the archer? Yeah. Am I thinking it? Did were did he have arrows and every? And he had a him? full. He had arrows. He had a bow. He had. He did the wig with like the little tiny like two braids. Jeez. Wow, it was insane. <laughs> One time I was at a, a Halloween party and our good friend Greta Teitelman walked in dressed as the woman on the cover of Blink 182's Enema of the State, <laughs> like with a glove. Uh huh. And it was so uh so spot on that I actually became angry with. Her. I was like, "Fuck off!" Like we're all doing our best here. <laughs> like <laughs> that is amazing. But at one year, when I, my final year of Halloween, I will do um, couples costume Sam and Frodo. That's going to be the end of Halloween for me. And I can't. Oh, I was like, and then you're going to kill yourself. And then I'm going to jump off a damn cliff. (laughs) (laughs) That will be the end of my time. Wow. It'll be beautiful. Make sure to get it on camera. (sighs) Okay. Any final thoughts on footwear as straight culture? No, this is a genius podcast. I love um, it. I love, you know, we started this episode critiquing our fellow gay podcasters. And I want to end with a critique, too. I say, you know, so many of these these gay podcasters, they're so yeah. tied to what their mm-hmm. show is about. And it's actually sad. And, and it should be about breaking the boundaries of what exactly. a podcast can be and sort of being on topic um, should every episode could set be you free. the first episode exactly. of your new podcast. Exactly. Yes. It is just crazy to break down so many boundaries and then put one up when you're in a podcast. <laughs> There's nothing worse than uh, than being a slave to routine. You know, yes. that's why I kind of I wake up every day, no to-do list, no alarm, you know, I kind of do whatever <laughs> is in front of me first, you know. Yeah, I may be scrambling, I may be late, I may be unproductive, but I'm free. Yeah, and at least I'm wow. an artist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at least I'm living authentically, and at least I'm living out loud. Can't say the same for a lot of you. Yeah, at least I'm literally Patty Smith, and I wrote Just Kids. Yeah, and I'm uh, doing poetry, so shut up. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing spoken word poetry literally every second of every day. And I'm famous for it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm on the covers of magazines, but you never heard of them because they're for real artists. <laughs> and they're really big and they come twice a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're called like Monument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they have really expensive shoots for some reason. I don't know where they get the money, but they do have expensive shoots. Yeah. You might think it's dark money, but shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Don't ask where the money comes from. Don't ask. So, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that's pretty much um, my call out to our coworkers in the gay podcasting space. Step it up, hook up with each other. <laughs> yeah, yes, truly. <laughs> and forget the themes. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Step it up, hook up with each other, and forget about the themes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so I guess we should do our final segment. I mean, um, I guess so. I mean, this has been such a blast. I wanna I wanna keep going. This has been truly amazing. Um, and Gabe not to completely blow up your spot, but you actually mentioned that you came prepared for this segment, which is yeah. unprecedented. No one has ever come prepared for this really? segment, George and I included. Wait, can I say something, Sam? Remember when we were like, we were debating, we were like, should we kind of gush about Gabe on air or would mm. that be too much? Oh my God, oh my God. And I feel like we Ooh. ended up not doing it. Yeah, I felt I wasn't sure how to handle it. Oh my God. <laughs> so we won't, you, so maybe we won't do it. But I want to. I want to as well. <laughs> I started. have my permission to do it. I'm going to be, I'm going to squirm. It's just <laughs> difficult because, you know, we nor- we really like, not only are we mean to our guests and alienate them and in fact have ruined <laughs> friendships, um, but also even when they come prepared to promote something, we intentionally don't mention it to punish them for getting 100%. <laughs> so it's difficult for us to kind of get into that earnest space, I would say. Yeah. But it really, but, but you really are one of the few no, sorry, I should not say one of the few. <laughs> we are very excited about all of our guests. <laughs> wow, be a bitch. I love that. There, there was something. We were just both like genuinely, earnestly, very excited to have you on. Yeah, and mm. if we're gushing, yeah. you know, Gabe. Okay, uh, I when I first went to New York, I came to Big Terrific. You were, and it was like, wow, that's the guy. Like it was really like he's doing it. That's what I want to do. And oh it was very God. inspirational to see that. And you were so funny. Ugh. Ugh. And I was. That's really sweet. I would like Ugh. listen to your, I, your album was like one of the comedy albums I would like recommend to people that like wow. didn't know comedy. That's also really sweet. And I'm flattered. And, <laughs> and that's it. And, and you know what? We're too sorry nice. To and, and I love your show. And you're both so funny. And <laughs> I'm so thrilled to be here as a guest on an episode. And. Fuck all your other guests yeah, who they don't even like as much yeah. as you like me because I feel bad for them. And um, thank you again. This is just a dream. Yeah. Well. And to reiterate George's point, I do want to say um, you're one of the few guests we like. If you've been on this <laughs> podcast before, um, just know that if we were nice to you, it was fake. And um, if we were mean to you, we meant it. Um, yeah. Not with Gabe, though. Gabe's the only one we actually like. Yeah. It's really wow. refreshing to finally not have to pretend. <laughs> well we did it we were earnest we did it we, we tried you gushed i'm i mean that was really sweet thank I you i feel like there's more to say but i'm bad at no it. no we so can't we say anymore otherwise okay. i will literally i will throw up uh, let's throw up yeah yeah, yeah. Don't let's throw do up. our final segment george will you introduce wait <laughs> can i say one thing yeah speaking of throwing up last night i was in an uber i as i mentioned i have been having debilitating allergies last time i was in an uber i i kind of just like um blew my nose in the uber um and then i look up and I swear to God, I was sitting in the back seat. I look up and I see the driver. We were stopped at a red light. I see the driver having, he had turned his face around completely and was staring me down in like a scary way where I was like, what is going on? Like, like to see like a, a kind of a large man just be like looking at you in a way where yeah. you're like, oh, you could hit me. And I was like, oh, so, hello, you, you scared me. Like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, I thought you threw up. And then he just turned around and kept driving. <laughs> and I was like shaking. 
<laughs> I just have, you know, like, it's kind of like oh. the, when in horror movies, someone looks in the mirror and someone's behind them. Like, I just yeah. kind of looked up expecting to see, like, in the, the car seat. And he was looking at me, like, two feet away from my face. Nightmare. Anyway, it was difficult. It's a difficult thing to go through. And I'm going to say it. There's no way that you blowing your nose sounded like throwing up. And I just want to say it was a light. It was a light sniffle. I was not like, you know, kind of like hawking uh, phlegm. And it just sounds completely different. Sorry. I don't know. I believe the driver. I think he would know what throw up sounds like. And I think like George is trying to rewrite the narrative to make the driver look insane. And it's like, okay, fine. I did throw up. (laughs) Trying to pass uh, it off as if he was blowing his nose. Unbelievable. Yes, I threw up and then I left and then I didn't tip. And so whatever. <laughs> if that's a crime, then put me in jail. So whatever. Um, okay, Sam, okay. you can introduce the final segment. I'm sorry oh to derail. Okay, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And then the segment, um, in the classic straight tradition, we give a shout out to anything that we enjoy. Um, imagine that it's 2001 and you're in Times Square at TRL shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. Yeah. George, Iana, do you have one? I have one, yeah. Um... What's up, freaks and losers? It's your boy, George. I want to give a shout out to Mac and Cheese. Woo! As I get older, wow. fewer and fewer <laughs> things that actually bring me back to a childlike state. And it's really something that I lament. And it's something that makes me really sad. You know, sometimes I'll try to listen to music that I listened to when I was a kid or when I was a teen and it won't hit the same way. Sometimes I'll try to rewatch a movie and it won't hit the same way. Do you know what always hits the same way? Mac and cheese. When I'm eating mac and cheese, I'm literally on a booster seat. I'm ordering off the kid's menu. My parents are taking care of everything. I don't know what money is. I don't know what a bank account is. I do not know what real estate is. If you eat mac and cheese, you can finally be a kid again and you will not have to pay rent. So shout out to mac and cheese. Go And you know what? I If you're vegan, if you're gluten-free, there are options out there and they all taste delicious, I promise you. Go out there and find some mac and cheese and have a giant bowl, not as an appetizer, as a main. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Wow, call to action. Um, okay. What's up, freaks, losers, and perverts around the globe? I want to give a huge shout out to my phone's camera. Woo, Ooh, baby. Woo. This technology is just incredible. I have been having so much fun taking... <laughs> Being like at a party and being like, wait, I'm gonna take a bunch of pictures right now. It's so like, <laughs> like it's in a way where I'm like in wonder of like, oh wait, I'm allowed to just do this right now. And there was a point, maybe even a decade ago, where this was much harder. And now I have all the power in the world and I can take 20 dumb photos and laugh, 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 laugh. Especially the people that were around. Ooh, baby, they love when you're taking a picture of them and they wanna, they'll, you don't even have to say, and now do a goofy one. They're already doing it. It's fun. <laughs> It lightens the mood, and whenever you're bored, just take out your phone camera and start going crazy. Woo! Wow. Wow. Yeah, this is actually a realization. Such a nice mix so far. Yeah. Gabe, a lot of pressure. (laughs) Oh, shit. I should not have said that I was prepared for this. But uh, I did say it, and here we go. Yeah, whenever you're ready. What's up, everybody? This is Gabe from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I want to give a quick shout out to the reusable flower uh, sleeves at Trader Joe's for when you're buying flowers, they sell these reusable conically shaped (laughs) sleeves there that 
make buying flour so much easier because you know the bottoms of those things are always slimy and wet and gross and you don't want them anywhere near your groceries and it's hard to sort of stand up flowers in your cart. So uh, this makes it all way easier. They cost about $3. You can use them forever, folks. So for all the other amateur florists out there in straight world, Trader Joe's has these reusable sleeves. Thank you so much. Wow. I love when there's a new invention. I work for Trader Joe's. I know. I could could really feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are sponsored by Trader Joe's. Yeah. No, it's amazing to, to when you can get brand synergy in the shout outs. It's so yeah. nice. <laughs> That's yeah. what I live for. Yeah. That's what I live for. Well, wow. this has been such a true delight. I wish it could go forever. Forever. But unfortunately, I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, that's how life gets you. Thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute dream. Yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. This was so fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.